And I'm back, everybody. That's right. It's your favorite homegirl, E. Reed, your favorite host who loves to smile the most, right here on Reality Radio. And today's episode is a My Two Cents episode, and we are going to discuss the whole Gail King versus everybody who loves Kobe, because that's basically what it is. This is nothing to, this is not like, okay, so... I'm going to give y'all a disclaimer. So, as you guys are listening to me right now, I'm going to give a little bit of my opinion. And then I'm going to play for you the Gail King interview. Well, the clip of the interview that went viral that everybody is upset about. Then I'm going to play for you the reactions from Snoop Dogg and Boosie. Now, mind you, there are cuss words, so it is explicit content. So if you are in the car and you got other people listening on Bluetooth that, you know, shouldn't be listening, you know, little ears or whatever the case is, or if you are in an environment where it would be inappropriate for this to be, you know, uh, listen to then come back just save it and come back later or just download it and listen to it later um but for those who are able to actually just listen to everything all the way through i'm going to play for y'all the interview the and the responses and reactions from boosie and snoop dogg and then i'm going to play the reaction from michael eric dyson okay Gonna play you the reaction of Michael Eric Dyson. All right. And then I'm gonna come back and give you my full opinion on everything. Okay. Now, in between that, if I can get the if I can get the the clip of um Snoop Dogg doing the interview with uh what's his name? With comedian and radio show host. Uh, Ricky Smiley because he went on the Ricky Smiley morning show and he gave his he gave the he gave his he gave the explanation of his intention on why he said what he said in response to the Gail King interview with Lisa Leslie and that I feel will like completely bring it tie it all together at least for now because I'm pretty sure this story won't just go away for a little while you know what I mean everything is still raw and in the open when it comes to Kobe's passing and the the tragedy that it was and you know and and the other victims um and and prayers and and light, love and light goes out to them in their their time of mourning and grief and you know the families and I just want to say this if you don't have an opinion yet Wait until you hear everything before you already have an opinion. And if you do have an opinion, listen to everything all the way through. And then I would love to to know in the comments if you still have the same opinion about everything. Okay? I want to challenge you to be objective, not subjective. I want to challenge you to listen to all of these recordings. And be objective as if you just like just pretend and be in the mindset of 
you didn't know Kobe. You didn't know, um, you, you weren't a huge fan of his. You don't really know, you don't know Gail. You don't know Oprah. You don't know Lisa Leslie. And this was just, you know, a, a, a random interview. Kind of like when you watch those, those certain TV shows or people or celebrities or actors or whatever that you don't know get interviewed. You're not a fan of theirs. You don't even possibly know the person who's giving the interview. But you watch the interview and you have an objective opinion because you're not personally attached. So I want to challenge you to be Un, to be personally unattached to the story as I play for you these recordings. And then we're going to come back and we're going to discuss it in a little bit, okay? All right. I'm E. Reed. This is Reality Radio. This is a My Two Cents episode of Gail King versus the world who love Kobe, okay? So this is this is what happened. It's been said that his legacy is complicated, because of a sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, you know, please go get that girl or tell her or send her this. Mm -hmm. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm -hmm. Kobe's, he, he was never like that. I just never see have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. I, that's just not the person that I know. But Lisa, you wouldn't see it, though. As his friend, you wouldn't see it. And that's possible. Mm -hmm. I just, it's just, I just don't, I just don't believe that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying things didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe that things didn't happen with force. Is it even a fair question to talk about it considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? Or is it really part of his history? I think that the media should be more respectful um, at this time. It's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. I don't think it's something that we should keep hanging over his legacy. I mean, he went to it went to trial. Yeah, with the cases, it was dismissed because the victim in the case refused to testify. So it was dismissed. And I think that that's how we should leave it. Gail King, why the fuck would you ask some shit like that? I don't give a fuck who friend it is. I don't give a fuck she can Obama. Uh oh. Why the fuck would you do something like that? Why would you do that to your people? You know what people are going through, right? Why would you ask a fucking question like that? Trying to tarnish somebody's image. You do that to your own black people. You say it. I'm finna fire your ass up. You say it, bro. People be talking, black people need to stop fucking trying to hurt black people for success. It's all the reason you ask that fucking shit for to get your fucking numbers up. Give a fuck who you can to. Gail King. Out of pocket for that shit. Way out of pocket. What do you gain from that? I swear to God, we the worst. We the fucking worst. We expect more from you, Gail. Don't you hang out with Oprah? Why y'all attacking us? We your people. 
You ain't coming after fucking Harvey Weinstein asking them dumbass questions. I get sick of y'all. I want to call you one. Is it okay if I call her one? Funky doghead bitch. How dare you try to tarnish my motherfucking homeboy's reputation, punk motherfucker. Respect the family and back off, bitch, before we come get you. My brothers and sisters, the response to Gail King's interview with Lisa Leslie contains many elements that I think are deeply and profoundly problematic. To begin with, I loved Kobe Bryant and mourn him to this day. I knew him well. We had a tremendous relationship and friendship. The last game he played in Washington, D.C., I was there and he gave me a profound and long hug that is captured on video. I wrote the essay in Slam Magazine, the cover story on Kobe Bryant when he retired, calling him the best ever. So I love him, appreciate him, and more especially love what he did with his life after that horrendous event in Colorado. Many people, me included, believed Kobe Bryant when he say he did not rape that young lady. And yet he apologized to her because he recognized that though he thought it was a moment of consent, she did not. And instead of attempting to demonize her, he owned up to his own complicity in a situation that led this young woman to believe that he had done something to her against her will. And in confessing his own apology, he did not say that he raped her. He did not believe he did. He believed, therefore, in retrospect, that she did and owned up to acknowledging the horrendous consequences of what happened. And not only did he give an apology, his life changed in the aftermath. When you notice Kobe Bryant's trajectory from that moment on, here was a man who was deeply and profoundly committed to his wife. He confessed his adultery to her. He apologized for that in public as well. And then he went on to have four daughters with her and to embrace women's sport, and to make certain that his own life was a testimony to the profound transformation that he endured as a young black man in America and embracing his responsibilities. Yes, he acknowledged that there had to be change, a paradigm shift in his own life. And he didn't have to say that, he evidenced it in his own life, in his own living and transformation. And so I understand people who are deeply and profoundly upset at that interview between Gail King and Lisa Leslie. I understand that. And there's a legitimate uh, platform to be had by questioning whether Miss King should have raised it in that fashion. But think about it this way. Without her having raised it, Lisa Leslie would not have had the opportunity to speak to it in a profoundly compelling and cogent fashion. Because Gail King was not the only person asking that question. I didn't notice this venomous outrage by black celebrities and stars against the young white woman reporter from the Washington Post who didn't simply ask a question about Kobe Bryant's um, time in Colorado and the horrendous 
situation that occurred, she released a an article, right, or reposted an article that talked about Kobe Bryant as actually having committed this particular crime for which there was no legal uh, finding because uh, after 14 months, the case was dismissed because the young woman refused to testify. We know it was complicated, as Gail King said. We know that it was. Kobe Bryant himself admitted that. So we didn't go after that young white woman in the same venomous way that we're going after Gail King. Gail King is a journalist, and Gail King must be held accountable for the things she said. She has responded um, in a video talking about the way in which it was ex extricated from a broader um, interview and that uh, her own company may have deserved her by only presenting that. But here's the point I want to make, that for Gail King and Oprah Winfrey, who have done far more good for black people than harm, Oprah Winfrey has been assaulted as well. Oprah Winfrey, as a journalist, must be held to account as well, as she is willing to admit. She changed her mind about participation in the Russell Simmons documentary. Uh, she opened her own understanding of American Dirt, the novel that was produced, and said, I got it wrong, and so let me bring in people who are critical of some of the moments in American Dirt and the impetus of a white woman to write about indigenous experiences and Latinx experiences in a way that is not profound and complicated and nuanced and therefore is willing to say, let me change my mind and engage those people as well. So you can have legitimate critiques of Oprah Winfrey and Gayle King. You can legitimately ask them, what about their uh, viewpoints about Harvey Weinstein and uh, Al Franken and Charlie Rose versus a Kobe Bryant, right? That's a legitimate critique. What is not legitimate is to, in a vicious sense, assault them. This cancel culture has to be ended, has to itself be canceled. All the good that Oprah Winfrey has done, I have seen her in the home of Susan Taylor take pictures for two hours straight when Susan wanted to cut it off after an hour, thinking that Oprah would be inundated and unfairly treated, and Oprah insisted, I will take every picture with every black woman and man who stands in line to see me. And she she dismissed them from groups. She said, no, you must have your individual picture. She has given millions of dollars to young black men in Chicago. She has supported many young black men in education at Morehouse College. So to reduce the complexity and nuance and the sweep and trajectory of her career to one event, is deeply and profoundly problematic. Gail King last year at the NBA uh, All-Star Weekend called on me to raise what she knew would be a challenging question to Nikki Haley, who was trying to be disingenuous about her particular perspective, and I wanted to confront her in this mostly white audience. Gail King singled me out and called upon me to challenge her. We cannot reduce the complexity and nuance and sweep of a person's career to a mistake or a choice that they make. If you want to honor Kobe Bryant, don't go online calling women bitches and hoes and skeezers and sluts and hood rats and chicken heads. If you want to honor Kobe Bryant, love black women. Black women have stood up for black men far more than black men have stood up for black women. From Ida B. Wells, who led the anti-lynching campaign, down to Susan Taylor, who's dealing with uh, mentoring young black people, especially black boys, in this society, Gail King and Oprah Winfrey have done far more good let's, than harm. So let's not try to demonize them and disrespect them 
and insult them in ways that are contradictory to what Kobe Bryant would want. If Kobe Bryant were alive, he would find this reprehensible. He would say, stop this. The black mama was not down with that. What was he about? Loving and elevating and appreciating black women. That's what we've got to do. We cannot afford to continue to do this vicious thing where we hate on each other to the degree that we then dishonor the contributions that our women have made. Isn't that ironic? The very people who are talking about black people hurting other black people are hurting other black people. And if you're a black man and you want to help black people, then stop making rap records that call women out of their name. If you want to be a black man who celebrates black women, then criticize some of those rappers. And I love rap. I got a book on Jay-Z out right now. Wrote a book on Tupac, one on Nas. I love hip-hop. But you got to be critical. I find it just too rich and even ironic that rappers are speaking out, some of whom I love, against Gail King using horrible invective against her, not understanding that we have poisoned the well of perception of black women and black people far more than anything that Gail King and Oprah Winfrey have done. Listen to the words of Tupac. And since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman and our game from a woman, I wonder why we take from our woman, why we rape our woman. Do we hate our women? I think it's time to kill for our women, time to heal our woman, to be real to our woman. And if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that will hate the ladies that make the babies. That's what we got to do. We got to love our women, elevate our black women and make certain that we love them with a passion in the same way that the hate that roils through our veins, that rolls through our veins, is expressed in such venomous fashion. Be critical, yes. Hold to account, yes. But this kind of behavior is antithetical to the very love ethic that runs through our race and that black women have been willing to die for and to establish their bona fides by defending black men far more than we had defended us. Shame on us. We got to do better. I've been up reading the comments about the interview I did with Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant. And I know that if I had only seen the clip that you saw, I'd be extremely angry with me too. I am mortified, I'm embarrassed, and I am very angry. Uh, unbeknownst to me, my network put up a clip from a very wide-ranging interview, um, totally taken out of context, and when you see it that way, it's very jarring. It's jarring to me. I didn't even know anything about it. I started getting calls. What the hell are you doing? Why did you say this? What is happening? I did not know what people are talking about. So I've been told, or I've been advised to say nothing. Just let it go. People will drag you, people will troll you. It'll be over in a couple of days. But that's not good enough for me because I really want people to understand what happened here and, and how I'm feeling about it. I reached out to Lisa because I know that she's a longtime friend of Kobe's to talk about his legacy and their friendship. We had a really wide ranging interview, talked about many things, his career, his passion, his sense of humor, the way he was mentoring other people, how he was starting his next chapter. It was wide ranging. And yes, we talked about that court case because that court case has also come up. And I wanted to get Lisa's take on it as a friend who knew him well, what she thought, where that should stand. And I thought she 
It was very powerful when she looked me in the eye as a member of the media to say it's time for the media to leave it alone and to back off. During the course of the interview, I asked follow-up questions because I wanted to make sure that her position and perspective were very clear. And at the end, when she said it's time for to leave it alone, I, as I said, I thought that was powerful. And I insisted, I insisted that that part be in the interview because I thought that it put a nice button on that part of the conversation. Um, when the interview aired, we got a great reaction to it. Um, I talked to Lisa last night. I believe that Lisa was okay with the interview. And I felt really good about the interview, really good about the interview. So for the network to take the most uh, salacious part when taken out of context and put it up online for people who didn't see the whole interview is very upsetting to me and that's something I'm going to have to deal with with them. Uh, and we will, there will be a very uh, intense discussion about that. I also want to say this, I have um, been with Kobe Bryant on many social occasions. Uh, he was very kind and very warm to me and I felt that we had a friendly relationship. I too am mourning his loss just like everybody else. I still am shocked by it. It's tragic and untimely and the last thing I would want to do is disparage him at this particular time. And I, I, I hope people understand that. And that's why I'm taking this time to speak to you directly. I've never done one of these before. I didn't even, I, I've never done one of these before, but this was so important to me that I felt I had to say something. I don't want to sit up on a set and read a prepared remark. Uh, I wanted you to hear exactly where I'm coming from and how I'm feeling. And to let everybody know that no disrespect intended. And now I've got to go to work. Uh, I thank you for listening. Hey, uh, Snoop. Uh, what, first of yes, all, sir. again, thank you for joining us early. I know it's like real early out there in L.A. Ooh. Real early. It's probably <laughs> about six. In the morning, police at my dough. Hey! <laughs> 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 hey! Hey, what, one of the things I want to ask, man, because I feel like, like, man, what can we do for, um, for v Vanessa Bryant and her daughters in, uh, Kobe's family and you know from all of us all over the country I, I, I feel like we all Laker Nation because this has had an effect on all of us and we just want to know what can we do what can we do I think the most important thing that we can do for Vanessa and the, and the girls is, is send a lot of prayer and send a lot of angels around them to make sure that they get their strength and that they're able to move forward and to continue living and, and just to, to keep the, their, their husband and their father's legacy in the righteous manner so that way they can continue to move forward because they're the ones who are most devastated. You know, we love Kobe and he was always a part of our life, but he was directly connected to them, their father, their husband. So it's like, you know, her husband, you know, their father. So it's a, it's a different sense of urgency to put some love in the air for her and the kids and some prayer and some angels. And, you know, we all come from that church background. We know when, when auntie and all of them is praying, everything works out all right. So, I'm just asking y'all to put some prayer angels out there for Vanessa and her beautiful babies. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Eve, you got a question? Brent? Uh, uh, um, man, you know, hey, Snoop. <laughs> it's Eva. 
from L.A. And uh, I just want to know how the city feeling. I came into L.A. for Essence Black Women in Hollywood yesterday, so I was only there for just a minute. But I know, you know, when Nip passed away, there was a cloud over the city. How is the city dealing right now? Uh, this is probably like a double cloud, like because this was, uh, it was so unexpected. It wasn't. I mean, it, it, him and his daughter, and then the other people on the on the helicopter. It's like it's just so tragic that those people on that helicopter were special. Not just Kobe and his daughter, but everybody mm -hmm. on there was special, and they were they affected a lot of people out here. So, Los Angeles. California, just in general, just was is, is we can't believe it. It's like a, a bad dream, yeah. and we trying to like stick with each other and stay down with each other and support each other. So that's why if something happens to the negative, we react the way we react right. because we so trying to be positive and trying to do what's right, and we so hurt right now. I mean, grown men have been crying. Yeah, exactly. Which... With, with some grown men, and we cried like babies man you know what i'm saying so it's like this is this touched us deeply right which means it was a real dumb thing for gail king to ask lisa leslie anything about kobe it's just in general i just, she just, I, shouldn't just have did I just it, think man. that i think that that wasn't even necessary it wasn't but the simple fact that you got lisa leslie a, a all-star a great player an olympic gold medalist who actually grew with kobe she was a spark la spark kobe yeah. was a la laker it was one of those Thing where you could ask great questions on how was their relationship, how was he a mentor, what, and she tried to defend Kobe by saying that I've been in the club with players who be like, "Hey, Lisa, go get that girl for me." Kobe was never like it. I, I got homies that's aggressive like that too, but then at the same time, you know, I'm not like that, and right. Kobe not like that. So it's like it's certain people that just wasn't like that. So in Lisa's mind, she feel like, why you keep asking the question when the case was dismissed? Right, like, he wasn't even guilty. So mm -hmm. if it was that serious, and no disrespect to the victim, but if it was that serious, if you did that to me, I'm getting on the witness stand, and I'm coming forth to make sure you go do some time. Right. Right. And, and, and the, th the thing about it is, man, just like you said, I was thinking the same thing. Like, all of these years since that incident, all of the great things that Kobe has become, the father that he has become, the money that he has donated, things that he's done, all of the interviews, I mean – he even came. I'm a big and you, and you know, Snoop. Me and you always fight during uh, football season because uh, you, you, uh, you know, when USC play Alabama, he even came down here and spoke to the University of Alabama players. Uh, you know, so wow. you know, well, we can get a piece of that uh, uh, and get some of that love. And that video went out in the state, like people couldn't believe that Kobe Bryant, you know, came, to, you know, came to Alabama. And you know, man, it's like sometimes That's the type of person he was, though, Rick. That's what he was. He was the type of person that. I just did the Ellen DeGeneres show today, and it was footage of her and him, how he would come on the show and just surprise certain people and do things, and just a real guy like that. Like, his status as a star didn't mean as much as him as a mentor. He loved teaching. He loved educating. He loved giving back. And my thing was, that was 2003. Some of his kids wasn't even born. So right. when you bringing that up, you bringing information to them that they don't need to know nothing about. You get right. what I'm saying? I'm thinking yeah. about them at the same time. Like, they don't need to hear that mess. Yeah. He was right. he was not found guilty. So what do you bringing this up for? And, and then I'm watching pictures of her with Kobe and the family. So you had ample opportunity to ask him then. Yeah, absolutely. Why didn't you, why didn't you ask then? And but the thing, and the thing like, about it is, is Snoop is like, 
deep down inside, all of us black folks had a grandmother or a, a middle school principal. And sometimes to get to a point, even though it's your job, it's just that grandmama inside you said, uh-uh, don't, don't do that. Yeah, right. It, it's, it, that's, that's, that's what it came down to me yesterday. Uh-uh, don't, don't. Something about that ain't right. It don't feel right. It's not the right thing to do. Like, I don't like controversial uh, questions on and this it show. Didn't, it, didn't feel, it didn't feel like CBS made her do it. It felt like she wanted to do it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's why I understand that little weak-ass apology she tried to make, trying to clear it up and make it like she really didn't know what was going on. You knew exactly what was going on when you got at Lisa. Lisa tried to be as compassionate as possible. She even almost cried to mm-hmm. show you how much of a lady she was and how professional she was trying to be to back you off. And you still kept digging in. That's why I took off on her, and I'm going to keep riding on her till I see her face-to-face and let her know she's out of pocket. Right, right, Get absolutely. Back in order. You got absolutely. all that power. Get in order. Don't be doing nothing like that. We got people that look up to you, that worship you and Oprah and think y'all the greatest thing since grass, and y'all coming at black men like this. Y'all that came at Russell Simmons. Y'all did that yep. documentary on, on Michael Jackson that was false. Y'all doing all false accusations on black men, but then y'all hanging out with Harvey Weinstein and, and Oprah's old spiritual advisor is doing jail time right now, 19 years for all kinds of sex allegations, and she ain't said nothing about him. None. So if you're going to be fair, be fair. Put the camera on everybody. Get a whole thing. And I ain't trying to rationalize with nobody because if you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm not here to try to save nobody that was wrong. But if you're going to be doing that journalistic stuff, you need to make sure you focus on everybody and stop playing the field one way. Because we watch it. Daddy, yeah, hey, 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 man, I just want you to know, man, you, sure. man, uh, 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 you know, 50 Cent, man, I, I really appreciate you for taking a stand like that. And uh, and, and you said what, what everybody was thinking or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and I just really appreciate everything that you've done, everything. Congratulations on your show. I love you and Martha Stewart together, man. I just love everything, man. Just when you came on the scene, you just changed the whole game, man. And I just absolutely uh, appreciate you calling this morning and having this conversation with us. Uh, I love you, Rick. I, I love what you stand for. I love the viewers that's listening and paying attention. They need to hear it from me directly instead of watching Instagram and getting a half story and just seeing aggression as opposed to seeing why. Right. And, and not me trying right. to attack her because I'm not a woman basher. I'm not trying to come at her any kind of way. I'm just representing the people who can't speak right now. I'm the voice wow. of the people. I'm Man. the people's champion. So it's my job to speak for the people when they can't. She spoke for them people, so I'm speaking for our people. That's what's up. No, that's right. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, hey, we love you, dog. Yes, we do, Uncle Brother. You already know it, Brad. You know I got your back like that, 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 that. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, y'all give it up and show your love. The one and only, the legendary, our brother, y'all, Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah. Yeah. More Rick and Smiley Morning Show coming up next. And I'm back, y'all. All right, so this is this is my two cents on the whole Gail King versus the world who loves Kobe. And I can I can be empathetic and sympathetic and understanding and sensitive and um, to the rawness and the pain that people who are affected by Kobe's passing. You know what I mean? I I can understand that. Like, I'm not saying I never felt some kind, I didn't feel some kind of way when MJ died or when Whitney died or when, you know, Prince died, you know? Um, It's, it's, I I get it. I, I get it, you know? And especially if you knew him 
personally and interacted with him or had close relationship with him, you know, I can I can understand that too. I really can. I can understand that too. And I can understand and accept how looking at it from that perspective, you know, can create such anger and irate verbiage to where it is in my personal opinion, which this is what this whole show is all about, my two cents, is that it 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 does more damage than good. You know what I mean? It you can hate somebody you can you can definitely hate the actions a person does but to wish them ill will or to put out there that put out there that could be misconstrued as to doing something f- fatally harmful to this woman is 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 a little extreme not even a little extreme it's like overly extreme and I'm not here to take sides. I'm just here to give my opinion looking at it from both perspectives as far as in giving an interview and from what I saw in body language and and um and from the reactions that I'm seeing on social media from celebrities and then you know even on my own um social media timeline and what I'm seeing. So from people that I interact with. And I haven't given or said anything publicly about this because I've been waiting to see how this all plays out. There's like, I was going to do something and say something yesterday, but then when I, because I didn't, and I ended up doing two different recordings, I'm glad I didn't because then I woke up this morning to see a video that was reposted with Michael Eric Dyson giving his point of view about what was said, uh, what was said to Gail by celebrities and i'm point i'm i'm pinpointing two in the two that i was able to get from you know recording um that was on instagram okay and that was of boosie and snoop and that's why i play boosie and snoop um so you guys can hear what they said you know in its totality of when it was it of when and how it was said you know um so here's so I'm glad I didn't record because then I was able to get that little jewel stone from Michael Eric Dyson. So thank you so much, sir, with it for your point of view. And then I was watching something and what pops up on my YouTube time timeline to, you know, suggestive watch is the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, which I haven't even subscribed to yet. But it came up on there on my timeline and it talked about uh and it was Snoop had called into the show and um, Snoop had called into the show and Ricky Smiley and um, his co-host interviewed Snoop Dogg about why he did say what he said. And like I said, I was going to I'm going to see if I can find that clip. And if I can find that clip, I'm going to play it at the end of this of, of my, you know, my two cents. Um and that'll be the closeout of the episode, okay? And you can, and then that'll definitely spark up more conversation because once you hear his intention on why he said what he said, you'll understand why I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And then 
it'll be interesting to hear your point of view. So leave it in the comments down below. Okay. All right. So let's start with Boosie's reaction. Okay. Boosie was cussing like a sailor, like obviously. And he was just super irate about the whole thing. And, you know, he, he was disgusted by what Gail King said in the, you know, and how she did it in the interview and everything like that. And then let's talk about Snoop Dogg's response. I'm going backwards here. And let's talk about Snoop Dogg's response and how he was, of course, irate and angry. And he had a he had a personal relationship with Kobe. So it was, it was a little bit more of a of a cut to the cut to the side. You know what I mean? For him, because he has a relationship with Kobe on a different level than maybe Boosie did. OK, or even Gail did. You know what I mean? So. He, of course, felt it was insensitive and it was wrong timing and um, upset. Well, him and Boosie both and a lot of people have the same um, feelings of uh, disgust when it comes to Gail King and her, you know, her best friend Oprah and how they are going after. This is what they are saying, not me, but um, they are saying, quote unquote, that they're going after black men, but they're keeping quiet about men like Harvey Weinstein. Okay. And they, you know, they came after, um, they came after, uh, Russell Simmons. And then they did Oprah participate in the documentary about Michael Jackson. And, um, then Oprah later pulled out of the Russell Simmons, um, um, project, but just 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 the fact that she was even a part of it, it was just wasn't a good track record, according to, you know, uh, many people in the black community. And so that when you have. When you have two select two men celebrities and one of them being super close to Kobe Bryant and he. And and they're basically saying what probably a lot of people felt in that moment. Even Snoop Dogg touches bases on that when he did his interview with Ricky Smiley because he said that he's the people's champ and so he's speaking for the people. Now, here's a sidebar. He ain't speaking for me because I ain't them people. Okay, so I would never, I would never, ever support all of what Snoop said. In his response to Gail King. Do I feel like. And then and then I'm going to touch bases on that. So put a pin right there. Because I got to go back in order of. You know my. My my opinion. And I don't want to like you know. Y'all know how my brain is. I don't want to be jumping all over the place. And then I lose y'all. So um, when it comes to. Gail's interview. And the clip that CBS Morning. Had allowed to go viral. And Gail says in her, um, oh, that's the other thing I do have. I also have Gail's apology. So, yes, I, I, I failed to mention that in the, the first part of this episode. Yes, that was Gail's apology. Yes. Um, and so, even in Gail's apology, she says, or we're going to say quote unquote apology because some people didn't see it as one. But she mentions about how she didn't have any control over what CBS morning was going to pick. She, you know, there, the interview was bigger than just that clip of a moment, you know, and me personally watching the video clip, um, 
I feel like Gail was uncomfortable asking that question. Her body language didn't have the, she didn't have the same body language when talking to Lisa about it that she did when she was talking and interviewing R. Kelly. You know, or when she's interviewing other people on the morning, on the CBS morning show. It wasn't that broad shouldered, shoulders back, head up, you know, sitting straight forward and, and erect in your spine to where, you know, and, and just going for it. She was very, you know, she looked very uncomfortable. And I think her uncom uncomfortability to me was seen in that. I know I'm going to have the unpopular opinion because I'm looking at it from what I saw and not in my feelings. You know what I mean? I'm looking at it from what I saw. And I'm not a fan of Gail King. I'm going to just get y'all right there. And I'm not a big fan of Oprah. I respect the grind and the hustle of what Oprah does. But I've never been a big fan of Oprah. Even when she was popular in the 80s, in the 90s, in the early 2000s. Like, I just wasn't. I, I, I wasn't. So... I'm not coming from the perspective or with the with the personal connection of, oh, my goodness, I worship Oprah and Gail. Like, it ain't never been that. Please believe it. Um, like I said, I've always had the, I've, I have the, I have an unpopular opinion. And I really had an unpopular opinion back then because everybody worshiped Oprah until, you know, and even in this day. And I just know um, that ain't me. Anyway, so saying all that to say, um I don't I don't feel like Gail was comfortable in asking those questions. And I do feel like when you are a part of an organization that is bigger than yours and your job is to ask certain questions, your job is to ask controvert. This is CBS morning. You know what I mean? This is if I was a producer of the segment and I had Lisa Leslie come in that I know has a personal connection with Kobe Bryant they both played in L.A. They are both, you know, of course, basketball players. They're um, they're good friends. You know what I mean? And I'm going to have her on the show. And we're going to if I'm if I'm going to talk to her about the legend of his career and who he was as a person, why would I allow the per? Why would why in my segment would I not? ask the hard questions as well as the easy questions why because there's a whole group of people in mourning so since when so since when do certain celebrities get a pass because and i'm and i'm saying that to say i know when whitney died there were memes going around about whitney and bobby and her being coked out and everything like that okay when Whitney got on was was high out there on drugs and stuff like that and was you know to us was making a fool out of herself she became the butt of a lot of jokes and then in her passing and then in her passing there was still some controversy and people bringing it up nobody lashed out at them Nobody thought that what they were saying about Whitney and her drugs and everything like that and all that came out about her, you know, after her passing, that didn't affect her daughter who died the same way she did. I'm, it's so hypocritical. It's, to me, that is so hypocritical. 
a lot of people are saying it shouldn't have been, you know, the question that Gail asked Leslie shouldn't have been brought up because the case was dismissed when Kobe was uh, went to trial for that alleged rape case. And from what I read, you know, um, from, well, from what I read and what I remember about everything, there were people who probably loved Kobe, but they were on the side of the victim and would crack jokes and stuff like that. Like, I feel like because people are saying his case was dismissed, so was R. Kelly's. R. Kelly's case back, like, back in the day, his, his cases were dismissed too. And yet, years later, they came out with a whole new bunch of information that not a lot of us knew about because all of this was still going on and being investigated about what he was doing. And more victims came out. Not to say more victims are going to come out about Kobe, but what I'm saying is is that if you're going to use that it, it was dismissed for Kobe, then you got to use it was dismissed for R. Kelly and every other person, male, that has been accused of rape. And then I want you to go to the woman who, or the victim, or the survivor, who felt in that moment that there was nothing to dismiss. Because what I'm, what I'm understanding is that even in his in Kobe's confession and apology to his wife and admitting his wrongdoing, he admitted that in the moment he didn't feel like it was forced, but she felt like it was forced. He acknowledges that. So because he didn't feel like it was forced and because it was dismissed because she chose not to go up there and be ridiculed and blamed and have her, um, be victim shamed, you know, and victim blamed for whatever she's done in the past or whatever she did before she got with Kobe. That's the reason why we're just not going to talk about it. I don't, I don't see how that works because no other celebrity from what I see on a regular daily basis, year in and year out, that there are celebrities that go through that go through things and they do end up, you know, maybe turning the corner or, or turning over a new leaf and starting, you know, doing the right thing this time, you know, because they got a second chance and another opportunity, you know, because there are people out there that do change their behavior. I don't believe it changes the core of who you are, but it, you can change your behavior. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like. Because he changed his behavior, that's what people fell in love with. They fell in love with the changed behavior. But that doesn't mean that what happened that night between him and that girl didn't happen in the way that she said it did and he said it did because none of us was there. And you also got to understand that in any time there is a rape or a sexual allegation case that is going to come into play and the victim has to be the one on stand. We let's not act like the the prosecutor is going to um or the defend the defend the defense attorney, I'm sorry. Let's not act like the defense attorney isn't going to go all the way in and expose the woman. 
or the victim. Let's let's not act like that's not going to happen. And people are going to question everything about the victim or the survivor. Which is why a lot of victims and survivors don't speak out and say anything because it's always the question of, well, well, why did you do this? Why did you wear that? Why did you say it like this? Why did you continue to keep going? Why would you just say stop in the middle? Like there's all these things where at the end of the day, I felt how I felt. So it's real interesting to me that, you know, in the moment of everybody in, in, in high pain in the morning of Kobe is saying that, you know, we they need to be sensitive to the 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 survivor the, the the surviving families, you know, of the of the victims that were lost in that plane crash. We need to be sensitive to them. Y'all need to be uh, people need to be sensitive to you because you feel some kind of way. But yet, the person who survived the victims or survivors of in of uh a rape allegation is not supposed to have any sensitive sensitivity towards their way like it and it's interesting to me how people can say well no disrespect to the to the accuser or no disrespect to the to the to the lady who accused him that is disrespect if you're dismissing it and you don't want to make it seem like it didn't happen if you want to erase it and make it seem like it didn't happen you're taking away part of her truth whether she felt how she felt or not because at the end of the day if he really didn't do anything if he really truly didn't do anything why apologize i'm not gonna apologize for something i didn't do I'm not going to apologize for something that I know I didn't do, but yet you feel like it happened to you and you want me to apologize for that. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just playing angels, advocate, devil's advocate. Like I'm in the middle. I just, I, I do feel like whoever the producer was of that segment should not have allowed Gail to ask those questions. If Gail is the one who was in full total control of who of what questions to answer, she w- she should not have asked those questions in that moment. Maybe do something later in like another 3 to 6 months, you know, when some of the grief in the morning has passed and the dust has settled, no pun intended, and you know the the there can be time to think logically because right now everybody is emotional. So there's no logic to the questioning of why you're asking who you're asking at that time. Does, does that make sense to y'all? You know, as a producer, I get it because it brought it brought controversy. I'm pretty sure they got a bunch of downloads and a bunch of views of people, you know, who wanted to watch this, you know, and wanted to see it. So the producer got their numbers up thanks to that clip, which could have been very calculated. And I just I just find it hard to believe that Gail King would have that much power. She is a black woman on a on a on a male dominated industry that is usually ran by white people. I truly doubt that that one black woman on that panel got that much power which is why I feel like her body language shows she was uncomfortable even asking Leslie that and which is why I'm also glad that Leslie said what she said when she said the media 
and not just coming at Gail because it is the media. Because it's been people in the media that's been bringing up his past. But I also feel like people need to understand that the same thing happens with politicians. The same thing happens with any other celebrity or whatever when they feel like it. You know, they, they you bring up the past. People in person in 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 real relationships don't have, don't make it seem like you ain't ever been in a relationship to where you said you forgave a person and then you really didn't forget you 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 forgave them but you didn't forget and because you're not gonna forget you still ain't really forgave them because you got a little resent resentment and then you bring it up in every argument or you bring it up at any point that you can and you want to say well you made me you like well remember when you did X Y and Z. You know, it's, it's one of those things. And I feel like if if that is the case, then if that's what people are going to do, then you can't point any fingers. And that everything that um, Boosie and Snoop said was even added more injury than healing. Because it was a lot of hate towards that woman and a lot of wish of ill will on that woman. And there are people in this world, which we are very well aware of, that can take something that a celebrity says and see it from a different angle and feel like the celebrity is telling them to go do something drastic so god forbid anything were to happen to gail king what how is the world going to respond to that how's the black community going to respond to that is it going to be good riddance is it going to be oh well she wasn't for us anyway when according to michael eric dyson her and gail have done a lot of things for the black community you know so think I, I'm 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 just really interested as to why there is so much persecution on Gail as if she owns CBS, as if she owns the CBS morning show and that's her production, like she owns some Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey hype, when really she's an employee. She ain't a boss, she's an employee. And how many of you employees at your job got a lot of power? I'm just saying, if you wanted to just get rid of a whole department right now, being an employee, could you just get rid of an entire department? Or would you have to answer to a couple of people first? Go through proper protocol. So I I feel like it was in bad timing for the question to be asked. I feel like it was uncomfortable for her to even ask it i honestly feel like that was a producer's a, a producer segment which i'm gonna go look that up just for my own personal knowledge and see if there's a way to find out who produced that segment um and if it was gail king who produced that segment then yes you know it it does fall everything falls on her it is fully her responsibility. Does it mean that, you know, she should be wished ill will upon her body and, and her life? No, I don't believe so. Because if that's the case, 
thank God none of y'all got that kind of power over any other kind of people. Because, and because, and here, here's something else. And if, what if that was you though? What if you made a mistake and it made a whole entire group of people feel some kind of way? Would you want someone to say, go after them? We coming for you? Do you know what I mean? That just that, that that just makes the situation worse. And I agree with Michael Eric Dyson when he says that these were black men coming at a black woman. Talking about why is she coming for black men? But you just came for her. So the violence, the cycle never ends. The cycle never ends. All based off of emotion. Now, mind you, Gail's apology, I feel like, was a PR move. I don't feel like it was fully genuine. You know what I mean? Because there was, it was very robotic in how she was talking, if you heard what I heard. Do you know what I'm saying? But I also feel like she has to do that because of the position that she's in. She was put in a position where it was where I'm pretty sure a lot of um black journalists probably had to be in before at some point or even just you know um black business people where you got to choose between your you know your culture and what the company wants you to do or your family and what the company wants you to do you know somebody's going to lose Based on whatever you pick. And I feel like in this situation, Gail picked her job, which was a hit to the culture and a whole community of people. And because she picked her job, she had to pull, I picked my job response. Which is why it sounded the way that it sounded. You know, so, yeah, that's that's what that's my two cents on on the whole situation. I know that was a lot, y'all. I know that was a lot, but I feel like I had to break it down in a way so that y'all could really just see it from the perspective that I'm looking at it from. And I'm not asking you to agree. You know, I'm not asking you to believe what I'm saying. I'm not asking you to, you know, just go off of it and, you know, um, run with it and take it to the bank but you know I just this is what I this is what I noticed in the whole situation and I don't feel like anybody needs to be dragged right now I feel like everything is raw and open I feel like you know is was it bad taste yes it was absolutely bad taste but that is a part of his history we can't just talk about the good part of him and not talk about the other part, because he probably would think about it. He he probably changed everything that he did from that moment on to be in a more positive light and to bring more positive to the community because of what happened. So who's to say that if he if that never if that if that bad thing that happened so many years ago between him and that girl that night. In that hotel room in Colorado, 
who's to say if that wasn't the fork in the road that made him look at his career and be like, I'm, I fought too hard to get to this point. I'm not finna give it all up now. I'm not finna do nothing stupid. Nothing else stupid. Who's to say that wasn't it? Did he, I wonder if anybody's ever asked him that. I don't know. I don't I didn't follow Kobe like that. I didn't watch his interviews like that. So, you know, I'm a I, I don't even know if I can ask. I don't even know if I know a lot of Kobe fans. But that's that's neither here nor there. But I'm just saying, what if that is exactly what happened though? What if it was that moment in his life early in his career that faithful night in Colorado was the fork in the road and the tipping scale for him to just be like no I'm gonna do I'm gonna be a positive black person in my in my field in my community and people are already comparing him to MJ so why would I want to lose all of that over something stupid you know over a really bad decision you know so yeah that's that's where i'm at with it i hope you guys enjoyed my little my two cents on the whole situation please give me your two cents down in the comments below or send me an email at readalityradio gmail.com you know and i'll read it on the air i'll read it on um on the show so let me know what you think and we can talk about it some more uh, would love to get to know you if you're listening to me on Reality TV on YouTube. Thank you so much. Please leave a comment in the comment section. You talk, I talk back. And if you are listening to me on Spotify, iHeartRadio, shout out to iHeartRadio because they are now, I'm now being distributed on iHeart. So that's really exciting. And um, yes, yeah, Spotify, uh, uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, iTunes, desktop, like all of that. I get all the analytics and they show me where I'm being listened at. You know, shout out to all over the country because all the all over the world people are listening to me and I see that too. So thank you so much for the support. I I appreciate it. This is E Reed. I'm gonna get up off here. Uh y'all have a wonderful day. I love you. Bye. All right, y'all, all right, y'all. So y'all already know what it is. Okay, so that was definitely my first reaction to the whole Gail King, Snoop Dogg, Kobe Bryant back you know lisa leslie interview backlash okay that was my that was my first reaction okay now i'm about to play for you some i'm about to play for you the second part the aftermath of the aftermath okay and then i'm gonna come back with my final thoughts and that's gonna be it y'all so just stay tuned sit tight because the rest is even more juicy than what you've already heard. Okay? All right. Tops, hold up, though. This big Snoop Dogg. Here's a message for the people that need to know. I'm a nonviolent person. When I said what I said, I spoke for the people who felt like Gail was very disrespectful towards Kobe Bryant and his family. Now, with that being said, what I look like wants some harm to come to a 70-year-old woman. I was raised way better than that. I didn't want no harm to come to her and didn't threaten her. All I did was said, check it out. You out of pocket for what you're doing and we watching you. Have a little bit more respect for Vanessa, her babies, and Kobe Bryant's legacy. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to do what I got to keep doing. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. 
We're very nonviolent. We just want to say that first and foremost. We speak from the heart. Some of you who have no heart don't understand that. But anyway, carry on and enjoy your day. You. Hey, has anybody else noticed this past week and a half what's going on in the world, this shift in energy? I felt it. Between, let me tell you something. Since Kobe passed away, between Ari Shafir and Gail King, I just want people to realize what can happen when black people really come together. Because black people is like, look, you ain't talking about Kobe. You ain't talking about our hero. Kobe's a worldwide hero. Italian, China, white, black, Latino. That's a hero, but it's extra because he's a black guy. So black people's like, you ain't, you ain't talking about our black hero. Ari Shafir didn't value. He didn't value that what black people bring to the table. Gail King didn't realize. Don't be, don't be bad mouthing Kobe. I just want people to realize how powerful. I want, and this is coming from white dude. How powerful black people are when they come together. Notice this past week. Ari Shafir got dropped by his agency. Comedy clubs have canceled his gigs. Gail King felt obligated to wake up this morning. And the first thing she did was address the questions about Kobe to Lisa Leslie. Why? Because black people came together and was like, we ain't having this. Mm -mm, you ain't slandering our boy's name. Not like that. I'm just telling you, I know it. I felt it. Black people aren't mad at me. I'm, I'm good. Black people aren't mad at me. And I felt... I felt the venom uh, just online and in my bones. I felt it, man. I'm just saying, notice, black people, the power you have when you come together on something. I notice it. I feel like Gail King probably feels like she's on the playground. She's in third grade and she said something out of line. And every black kid at the school surrounded her at recess. And was like, what'd you say? What'd you say? That's our favorite teacher. You don't talk about our favorite teacher. Like, you don't talk about Mr. Bryant. No, Mr. Bryant's cool. I'm just saying, I noticed it. Uh, when black people come together, all battles will be won. W-O-N. I'm telling you, I've noticed this past week. Strong. Stop Coming at you live and direct. What a message. Two wrongs don't make no right. When you're wrong, you gotta fix it. So with that being said, Gail King. I publicly tore you down by coming at you in a derogatory manner based off of emotions, me being angry at questions that you asked. Um, overreacted. I should have handled it way different than that. Uh, I was raised way better than that. So I would like to apologize to you publicly for the language that I used calling you out of your name and just being disrespectful. I didn't mean for it to be like that. I was just expressing myself for a friend that wasn't here to defend himself. Um, a lot of people look up to me and they love me and they appreciate me, so I want to let them know that. Anytime you mess up, it's okay to fix it. It's okay to man up and say that you're wrong. I apologize. Hopefully we can sit down and talk privately. Have a good day. And I'm back. All right, y'all, so... Now that you have heard everything and you've heard my first 
reaction to when everything went down. Here's my concluded reaction since this last apology from Snoop that I just got through playing. And all I'm going to say is this. I still stick with my original thought, with my original reaction. It, I, I stick with that. And I find it interesting, even more so about this story, that Snoop in, so in the, um, in the first indirect apology that he made, okay, when the uh, Obama's former uh, advisor said something to him, Susan Rice, when Susan Rice said something to Snoop and he did his indirect apology, I thought that was really lame. I thought it was a lame attempt to apologize. And you could even tell in his voice, if you really pay attention to how he says it, he don't really want to say it. There was no sincerity in the tone or pitch in his voice when he was given his quote-unquote apology, okay? But in that last apology, which from, if I read it correctly, he had a talk with his mother and, you know, acknowledges that he was raised better than that and he wants to apologize to Gail King. Now, my thing is this. I do appreciate that you, how, the way you disrespected her publicly, you apologized sincerely, or at least it came off sincerely in your last apology publicly. However, I feel like for the sake of the black community, for the sake and showmanship to your fans and your followers, and people around the world that look up to you. Snoop, I feel like that conversation, if you and Gail King ever have it, needs to be public. Y'all should do it on an honest forum. Like, I feel like the community needs to see two adults, two black adults, who one was doing their job, and then there was a reaction from the other one, with a high high emotion and reacted in high emotion, apologized in high in, in, in high emotion, I feel like there needs to be a conversation publicly with that same energy. Excuse me, I don't think it should be a private conversation. I feel like if you do have one, a private conversation, it should be so that there's a meeting of the minds so you can have this public forum. However, I feel like it would be more raw and uncut and in the moment and more genuine if it was if the conversation you two had was raw and in the moment publicly. You know, the same way they do the presidential the debates and how old school BET used to have forums, you know, live with audience members and everything. Like, I feel like that's what should happen. And it should be available on all platforms, ones that you pay for and ones that are public. That's what I think should happen versus just what's going on. But I stick with my original, com my original comments 
and my original thoughts and my first reaction because this went way over this went way overboard now the question is since Snoop is apologizing will Boosie apologize I doubt it but cuz I cuz cuz when you really think about it Boosie and Snoop ain't on the same uh playing field when it comes to fans followers and influence okay they just not so and to say and, and to save for brands for brands namesake is what I'm trying to say. For brand namesake, Snoop, it would be wise for him to do a public apology to Gail King. Okay? It would be wise of him to do that. Now Boosie, on the other hand, brand wise, I don't think it would matter. You know? But Snoop, nah. Okay, and I just want everybody to see that, and I'm coming to a close here. I just want everybody to see and understand that what Gary Owen said was profound and some of the most realest comments I have heard in a long time when it comes to the black community. Because he was absolutely right. Look what can happen when black people come together. Look at the power black people have. Look at the power black people have when they come together. I, I'm just saying. It's, we out here, sometimes I feel like our community is be fighting the wrong fight. Focused on the wrong angle of the fight. Instead of fighting what needs to be fought. And stop fighting each other. But hey. Who's to say? I hope I see it in my lifetime. You know. If not mine, my kids. You know. Alright y'all. This E Reed. I'm going to get up off here. Y'all have a great day. I love y'all. And please share this show. This is an extended version of My Two Cents. Please share this show because this is talk about history, black history during black history month. This show is black history. So please share the show, share the show. All right. I love y'all. I'm going to talk to y'all later. Okay. Bye.